I feel like it's my duty to be strong, powerful, and fast, even into my old age. Like this right. is this is my body is my temple. It's That's it's right. what I you know it's it's I wanted to be able to I want to be able to utilize it. We believe that you are strong by design, and you were made in God's image to have a strong body, mind, and spirit. Hi, my name is Chris Wilson, and you're listening to the number one strength and health authority podcast in the world. So let's get ready to unlock your potential and transform your life with today's expert. Hey, if you want the free Core Killers Report, then just text CORE to 345-345. That's CORE, C-O-R-E to 345-345 and you'll get a text from me asking for your email and then you'll get the free report sent to your email inbox. And if you're not in the U.S. or Canada, then you can grab the free report at criticalbench.com forward slash core killers. Let's dive in. Hey, what's going on? Coach Chris Wilson with the Strong by Design podcast. I'm sitting across from a good friend of ours by the name of Chris Barnard, Mr. Speed, Mr. Power, Mr. Strength, and he knows everything it takes to be an elite athlete because he's been training. He himself is an elite athlete, but he's been training elite athletes for uh, many years, so thank you for joining us today, man. Absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. Appreciate you guys. Pleasure. 100%. So actually, Chris goes back quite a while with uh, founder of Critical Bench, Mike Westerdahl. Uh, they've been buddies for at least a decade now. Yes. Back back in the old, yes. old days. Back when I was training yeah. to, to play ball, he was, yeah. you know, him and Elliot were linked up, and yeah. Elliot was my coach. Yeah, El- so, that's yeah. Elliot Hulse, who, you know, everyone pretty much knows who Elliot is with Strength Camp, and Chris was part of that Part of that group, yes. training uh-huh. at, at Elliot's place, right? Uh-huh. You're working on. So that's actually what I want to touch on is your your background as an athlete. Uh-huh. You were like a high level athlete and looking to try and get into football right. at, at at a high level. Yes. Take so take us back there a little bit. So I out of high school went to a junior college in Arizona. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and as I was playing in Arizona, I was doing pretty well, had some offers. I wanted to go to a bigger school. And while I was playing, I hurt my shoulder. And so that kind of ended my 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 season out there and what the doctor said my career, you know, because yeah. it was my I shattered my my collarbone. Um and as I came back, I needed to look for a coach, not just for football, but also rehabilitation. Yeah. So I came into finding Elliot Hulse. Um, he, uh, he was about an hour and a half, about an hour south of us. So we were in the Clearwater area. He was down in St. Petersburg. So we would drive to his gym. And yeah, he just coached me over the next year, rehabilitated me. Also coached me for uh, what would later be University of Miami, where I went to school. And uh, through that time is when, you know, I was obviously still having that football dream. Yeah. Um, but I also started to learn business. Before that, I was yeah, yeah. A, a, a personal trainer at LA Fitness. So coaching was just kind of one thing that I always loved to do. Yeah. And through that, you know, 
when I worked at LA, it was one of those where I was like, oh man, I hate this. Like, I'm, you know, no offense. Obviously, there's a need there, but like, I was getting, you know, your middle aged wife who just wanted to complain about her husband. Oh and, you know, it was just one of those things. I can where, see you stand there too. <laughs> you're, you're a collared shirt yeah, and a clipboard and, you and you just gone. But I realized I was more of a therapist than an actual yeah, coach, yeah. you know? And, and, and there was a time and place for that. But then when I kind of rubbed elbows with these guys I was like oh shit. like these guys sorry no that's should okay. I not curse sorry right. we can take care okay. of that stuff that's um <laughs> I'll try to keep it minimal but um it, you know I started rubbing elbows with them and I was like oh wow so these guys are in the fitness industry these guys are in coaching and there's no ceiling above them that was the other thing too I was working crazy hours when I was at LA yeah. and I was like man I'm not really seeing the return I I ultimately want um, so when I went to the University of Miami, I actually went pre-med. I mean, the goal was to be able to create a better life for myself. I didn't come from, it's not like I came from the, the gutter, but I didn't come from much. I guess you could say it was lower middle class or middle yeah. class. And so I wanted to have opportunities for myself. So when I went to Miami, it was like, hey, I want to be a doctor. Uh, in fact, I want to be an orthopedic surgeon. Wow. You know, that was the one thing I wanted to do. Yeah. But as I took my internship, um, and I was going to school, I did it with Elliot. And I actually, that was my first introduction into being a coach and also learning the marketing side of things, online yeah. marketing side of things. Sure. And that's around the time that summer was when, you know, Elliot and Mike were working together on Lean Hybrid Muscle, which right. was a later, later be a big time, um, you know, ebook. Yeah. Um, and, and that's when I kind of just kept asking questions and I would go home, I would coach all his classes for him, which I love to do. But then I would also go home and I would work on this this online side of the business. And uh, yeah, so I went back to school. I took all the things I learned from those guys. You know, they were we were in the warehouse. They were up upstairs beating away at their keyboards yeah. up, uh, uh, up uh, on the, you know, on that. Um, you've been to the first gym. Oh, yeah. So I had that. I forget what you would call it. Um, like it was a like, an like a, a loft, loft, a loft. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. But it was just no AC fan pointed at you. You would just sit there and grind on the computer for. Isn't that funny. You know, like, so go train, yeah. sweat, be dead. Yeah. Go eat, and, and then, then just go up there and work on the computer. Sit on the computer, yeah. And uh, so I basically did the same thing when I went back down to yeah. Miami. I was like, you know, in Miami is one of those cities where you could go out any night of the week. Yeah. And I was doing that my first year. Yeah. I was enjoying which, the city. Which is, which is awesome and dangerous. It's dangerous at the same time because <laughs> you can find yourself, it's a crazy Tuesday night. Yep. It's the same thing as like a Friday, Saturday. Hey, Clevelander. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I told myself, I said, I can do this. You know, why can't I devote a night to myself yeah. as far as my business goes? So getting it off the ground, I started working overnight. And I would say, this is the same amount of time I would be in a club. So I would devote a Friday yeah. night to, you know, obviously more time outside of that during the week. But I would devote like a Friday night from, you know, 9 o'clock all the way till 3, 4 a.m. Wow. And I would just work on building an, an online presence, an ebook, things of that nature. And then I launched my first product, um, sold some. I think I sold two overnight and I looked at my... My ClickBank account. It's so like, exciting. Yeah. Right? And overnight, I had like $144. And for me, a broke college kid, right. I'm rich. You know what I mean? Like, I just made that out of I'm thin air. I'm making money right. online. Right. Man. Completely yeah. different hustle because yep. you're not, it's not a product inventory type thing. It's no. it's it's my ideas. I'm selling right. my ideas That's here. That's it. 
And uh, that's when the, the, the game changed for me. And I kind of just went all in. I've always been, I've always loved to mentor young athletes. So I came back and naturally started to do that with the local community. Yeah. Started working and helping out as many as I possibly could. And when I wasn't doing that, it was focused on building more products and learning more and being able to coach. And then the YouTube came alive. And yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of just. Yeah. And you became like a staple, obviously, at that at that time, too. Elliot was just growing, growing, exactly. growing with his just crazy personality, crazy mm-hmm. uh, ability, crazy. Mm-hmm. Phys- it was He was like kind of like the perfect, perfect weapon when it came Absolutely. to like how to be a YouTube you know absolutely celebrity and um and so you're learning from him and you're but you're still training uh hard right. like an athlete yeah. you still actually had aspirations right to i think even when yeah. i first met you in like 2012 2013 you still had some interest in trying to to get uh, to the next level right absolutely yeah so after college i just i i, I was evaluating my physical capabilities yeah and i said it just I just found myself obviously training in that in that realm and obviously football was my passion. You know, my goal going into it was just to play for the University of Miami. I, yeah. I didn't really have interest in the NFL. I don't know why, but it was it was it wasn't as a kid the, yeah. the ultimate goal for me. It was University of Miami. Yeah. That was the ultimate goal. And when things didn't work out you know, the way I wanted them to, I still felt like I had fuel in a tank. And when I got out and I was still training naturally like an athlete, right. I noticed, oh, man, like I'm seeing what they're putting up at these combines yeah. and I'm pretty close to this. You're jumping as better. far. You're jumping right. as high. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I said, let me go ahead and give this a go. So I actually hired a coach um, who was a gentleman who was a performance coach, but also was well connected and networked when it came to agents, when it came to getting guys pro days and combines. So I, I hired him. He went ahead and got me into um, an NFL regional combine. So for the next two years, or for that year, I I prepared myself for a regional combine, which was one here in Tampa. And then the following year, I strategized. It wasn't, that first year was good. I did pretty well, but it wasn't what I, you know, it's kind of, there's a learning curve. And that's Mm -hmm. why I really commend some of these athletes who come out and do it because I had opportunity to have two. Some of these guys only have three months to prepare for one. You know what I mean? Uh, so it was it was definitely one of those where it, it, it required a lot, and it, it was a learning experience. You know, the lights shine sure. on you, and you got to kind of be ready for it. I know it. And so, yeah, so the second year I did the same thing. Um, I didn't have an agent. I didn't have film from a college level except junior college, so things didn't work out in my favor. Yeah. I still put up some amazing numbers. I still got, you know, some looks, some talk, stuff like that, but nothing came of it. Yeah. Um, but it was it was definitely one of those where I was able to kind of leave everything on the table. Right. And, and it's one that I was able to walk away from feeling fulfilled that I gave it everything I had. Um, college was one of those things where I don't look back with any regrets. I, I went and got an education from the school of my dreams, and right. nobody could take that from me. Right. Um, you know, and even though I could have I had some other small-time offers, I shouldn't say small-time. These are big-time to a lot of people. But um, I, I chose to go, and I had the courage to go for the school that I truly wanted to go for. Right. Um, things along that along that way, I, I, I know now how I could have done it differently. Sure. But at the same time, that's why I work with the young athletes still and try to pay it forward. You yeah. know, a lot of the mistakes I made and 
just knowing kind of the opportunities you have laid out in front of you, mm-hmm. even if you're an underdog, I try to kind of convey that to these guys, and I think they feel that energy from me, and that's yeah. why I'm able to connect with yeah. them so well. And it probably feels pretty amazing when somebody that you've worked with right. and, and put in the time right. and the effort, and, and there's a relationship there, and then they go on and, and perform well it's, or do well. That's got to, that makes you just feel amazing. 100%. It's the yeah. most fulfilling. Don't get me wrong, the online provides so much opportunity and I'm able to get feedback from my guys all the time. Oh man, I did your program and I gained six inches on my vertical yeah. jump or I got this much faster, this much stronger. Those are amazing emails, but there's no emotional connection to that. That's right. When I'm able to take an athlete that I work with one-on-one in person, yeah. and here's the thing is a lot of guys look at my thing and they say, oh, you know, now I'm working with more pros, but for a yeah. long time, I didn't work with a lot of professional athletes. When I first started off, I worked with a handful of professional athletes that were friends, and I didn't enjoy it. They didn't have that same passion that I shared. So I started working with the high school athletes. And my thing was, hey, I'm going to take on 25 high school athletes, and 23 of them got got collegiate scholarships. That, to me, is the most fulfilling thing still to this day. And some people don't understand. It's like, I absolutely love working with the high school athlete. The kid who, who, you know, he's not told that he's going to go to college. He's not the top rank. And be able to see them evolve. Because I always say this. If you're a good coach, you know that you you know that if you take a pro athlete, you know unless they have barring weaknesses or you know they're a recurring injury, things of that nature, you're not going to make huge leaps and bounds with them. You make the huge leaps and bounds with molding the the kid who's like Play-Doh, you know what yeah, I mean, who's exactly. young and doesn't you know these things. And you know the, the the while I love working with the elite pro level athletes. It's 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 there's something magical about seeing a boy become a man. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And 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 in in that process of just being able to conduct themselves yeah. differently when yeah. they you know and that and confidence that confidence shift. shift. Yeah. Um, you know, just seeing how they start to take a lot of your mannerisms. So you just you know, me, I I realized the the role I'm in and how much carries over to each one of them. So it's just, it's, it's such a beautiful thing, it yeah, really is. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome, man, that's great. Yeah, and those are some, some that I, I just have to laugh too, because you know, we anybody that's kind of like a strength coach or do, does the type of work that we do, we uh, all kind of went through that LA exactly. fitness time mm-hmm. where we were so like not in the right element, mm-hmm. feeling like, wow, I'm just like, I'm just like, uh, I might as well just be a bartender if I need to hear all these stories and know all these personal details. I want to like, I want somebody that's results driven and like has goals and like is Uh consistent and like Uh eats well outside of like, you know, you know, coming in and and not getting and making any difference. Well, Um, it's funny because now when I play that role, I love it. Because I'm playing it with somebody more I can well, identify with true. and I know what they're going through. And I truly want to see that young baseball player, young football player with that challenge he's facing, whether it be breaking up with his girlfriend. It's just a different mm-hmm. thing, you know what I mean? And, and and I'm able to kind of, what I believe is you know, most most of those kids have their father to look up to. Me growing up, I had two different brothers. I had a brother-in-law from an early age who started dating my sister when I was in elementary school. So he's been my brother for that long. And I have my true brother. And they're both so different dynamics. But I I say this because they were that in-between between between my father and me. 
they were that father figure that was it were mentor so i know how important they were to me and how i was able to conduct myself as a man and really grow into who i become and i and i i love to be able to be in a position and to have the opportunity to do that to a lot of the athletes I work with. Yeah. You know what I mean? So now that's come full circle, it's like I love when they're able to approach me about those things. Yeah. You know? Um, I don't I don't go out there and make it known or offer it, but just the way that you're able to operate and your actions speak loud enough that they want to come to you for those other Absolutely, things. Absolutely. Yeah. Man. So it's become really awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 just something that they attach want to attach themselves mm-hmm. to. And sometimes exactly. they they don't even know why, and maybe you don't. And they just saw a quality that that they see, and they're yes. like, "This guy can get me to another level." I can tell. Exactly. And he cares. Yeah. You know, he's emotionally connected. Mm-hmm. Um, so, talking about like being an athlete, obviously, two two things come to mind for me. I, you think of somebody that's fast, mm-hmm. and you think of somebody that's powerful. Right. And there's different ways to train those 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 two things. Uh-huh. And so, like, with all your experience and background, just take us through someone that's listening and maybe, you know, like, what's the difference or the similarities between training for speed and power? Mm. Um, Well, I'll just say this. Power complements speed. You know, power, when I think of power, um, I think of a lot of my methods of jump training, plyometrics, um, being able to move resistance, whether that be on a barbell or a medicine ball, being able to move that and working down the speed strength continuum. Um, You know, the more force that you're able to apply through the power methods, you're going to see in the speed because you're just applying force as you rapidly turn over. I look at speed as more of a, I look at both as an art where I look at speed as a refined art. And and, and and hear me out. Speed to me, a lot of people might disagree, but I believe that through so many things of an athlete, I guess through the development of an athlete, they develop bad habits. Yes. You know? And so a lot of athletes tend to have, um, through these bad habits, they, they, they basically have crappy mechanics and so i think of speed as just being able to apply the right dose and in a progressive manner to be able to get an athlete to start running properly right and precision precision exactly and you know it's funny because speed is a reaction and a natural movement in 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 for us humans it's it's actually that's one of our defense mechanisms. Right. Our eyes are in the front of our head and we are able to run forward. You know what I mean? That's really what we're designed to <laughs> do. Right. Um, and, you know, through what I've noticed with, I don't know if it's they're developing bad habits. There's there's so many different ways why. It could be from sitting down at a desk all day long and, yep. you know, muscle muscular imbalances. It could be because they tried learning it. It could be due to muscular weaknesses and muscular endurance. Um, so there's so many factors involved when it comes to that. But I just see mainly if I can kind of start to apply a small dosage of mechanical work to an athlete, yeah. have them, whether that be an arm pump, um, some you know, I mean, setting themselves yeah. up, whether that be being able to, to actually cycle in a top speed, um, or being able to not cycle in acceleration phase. Just simple things that I can go ahead and start adding to the athlete. I can usually start to see changes immediately where, you know, one of my things, one of my fortes is taking an athlete and timing them on a 10-yard dash. 
and then changing one little thing, having them run that same 10-yard dash that they just ran five minutes ago, and now it's faster. Right. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things where it's – Instant result. Exactly. You know, speed is a lot about physics. Um, And once you understand physics and have that base, I believe you could start to take an athlete and take them through certain mechanical work to improve that. Power, to me – is one of those things that I really highly focus on. A lot of people train speed and then they train strength. Now, I believe absolute strength is going to raise uh, an athlete's ability to to generate force, obviously. Um, But I also think there's a bridging of the gap between their sport and actual weight room lifts, like a a max effort lift. And that that is that realm of power. And that's obviously jump training, plyometrics, things of that. So I like to transition all that strength they're receiving in the gym because a lot of guys don't know this. You know, I was like, oh, I got to get the 800-pound squat, you know, for me to get. <laughs> and really, to me, it was it was it almost got to a point where it was like my second year in the combine, bringing that up, I didn't focus heavy on put, loading, my, loading the back squat up. I focused on being able to transition that, you know, four, 400-something pounds of squat that I was able to utilize you know, lift and then transfer that over to power so I can actually move with it dynamically. Right. Um, and, 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 you know, that's really how I think of power is that transition where you're actually taking all that strength you have and actually utilizing it to generate quicker, faster force. Yeah. Um, and that's how I kind of differentiate the, yeah. the two. But yeah, I have I like a good it. dosage. And it, it's, it's kind of one of those things where when it comes to an athlete, most of the athletes I work with, they become more explosive, more powerful, have that twitch. Yeah. And it carries over to almost any sport. Yeah. So yeah, cool. that explosiveness. Just uh, that's something I really lacked because I, I was so like bodybuilder focused. Right. If you go back several years, even actually the first time I, I worked with you guys, uh-huh. I came over to strength camp for that workshop. Oh, yeah. That was like five and uh-huh. change ago, five and a half years ago. But I, I came directly from years of bodybuilding uh-huh. and not training so much as an athlete. Uh-huh. And so, like, just like, you know, stones and tire flips and prowler and yoke and mm-hmm. all that stuff was like, I knew about it. Right. But I wasn't doing it. Yeah. And and five years later, I'm five years older now. Right. But in so many ways, I'm a better athlete uh-huh. now because I feel like I have more athletic strength, uh-huh. you know, than I than gym gym gym, uh-huh. gym uh, strength. Absolutely. You know. You know? Absolutely. And so I, anyway, that was just me. Just the the different mindset well, and the yeah, different approach. We all start I mean, with obviously in the majority of us start from hey we're getting in the gym because we want to look i mean back in the day our football coaches knew nothing okay i mean you go back to the 80s and 90s when i was going into high school it was like just show up in the gym Uh you know i mean at least they knew squat bench deadlift Uh they knew that and and then but there was no supervision you pretty much do whatever you want right and then just go out go to practice you know Mm -hmm. but now it's so much more like you said, refined. I mean, now they, gosh, these athletes have everything at their finger, crazy. fingertips, you know? It's crazy. And these coaches are getting smarter yeah. with these younger kids, you know? So they're, they're maybe not getting your level of coaching at 
13, 14 years old, but they're getting somebody who knows a hell of a lot more than the coaches I had right. when it comes to like what's really right. going to bring the best out of them. Absolutely. You know? And the facilities are getting better that's crazy. for these kids. Big money. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. well, that's just it too, right? Mm -hmm. Money. But. Looking to win some free Critical Bench gear? Here's how. Just write an awesome five-star review on iTunes for the Strong by Design podcast. We'll post the winners on Instagram. Just go to at the Critical Bench, watch our podcast highlight story to see if you've won. We post the winning review there, and if you have won, be sure to DM us. So, okay, so now we've talked about the speed and the power. Right. And how does that translate to the aesthetic side? Because most people, when they when they're they're training, they they have a goal of performance or aesthetics, mm -hmm. right? It's like I either want to be able to move better, move faster, be stronger, or I just want to look amazing in my in my bathing suit right. and get the girl, you know, right. whatever. So, what talk about you know th that type of. Uh, that desire or the ways to get to get that that more aesthetic physique because mm -hmm. you have you have a, a great physique mm, thank you but you mm -hmm. lean to him mm, thank you <laughs> but your physique actually has changed quite a bit right. in, in, over the yeah. years you're much more like lean right. now than you you were you were bigger and like i don't know bigger and stronger yeah. necessarily but just a bigger yeah i was i was bigger i was trying to play fullback I was oh, okay right, right. So, <laughs> but you're still training hard right so what's right. the difference there so my my fundamental belief was you know and, and this is how i kind of came up with the concept and kind of developed the concept of athlete built right which is one of the one of the best-selling programs i have is i just have twofold the fundamental belief that a i truly like the athletic physique over the the bulky bodybuilder that's just me and i think there's a lot of people who share that same same idea yeah. you know um you know it's not the it's not the 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 huge bulky kind of i think there's symmetry in the body yeah. that can also be that look of an ath a person who can actually utilize their body as well right because most bodybuilders, when they actually right. end up stepping on stage, aren't the healthiest, and they can't. No. They're pretty stiff. They're, they're, yeah, they're, yeah. they're just, yeah, they're freakishly muscle yeah. bound. And like, that huge yeah. bulkiness, I yeah. just, you know, it's just never been something that appealed to me. You know, like Apollo Creed and Rocky looked better to me than like, uh, you know, Arnold and stuff on stage. Right. Or, you know, Arnold. I shouldn't say Arnold. Arnold obviously looks great, yeah. but some of those, some of the guys now, yeah, like the Ronnie Coleman. That's yeah. kind of unattainable. And yeah. I just was, I, I don't know. I just always looked at some of the athletes out there, and I said that was a much better look for what I would want in my body. And then the second fold is obviously being, like we said, being able to move like an athlete. Right. Uh, I feel like it's my duty to be strong, powerful, and fast, even into my old age. Like this right. is, this is my body is my temple. It's, That's it's right. what I, you know, it's, it's, I wanted to be able to, I want to be able to utilize it. And no matter what's going to happen uh, in, in life, I got to, I feel like I should be able, you know right. what I mean? Right. Um, cause honestly you could strip anything away and that's all I really have. Right. So, so that's kind of my fundamental belief. And, uh, and so when I was developing it, I was saying, well, what is that kind of chemical makeup? What do you have to do to train like? And obviously it was just, 
uh, you know, obviously what you said is my transformation is I had to go up to 250 pounds because I had to kind of sacrifice my body to play that particular position. You know what I mean? It's like if you right. say offensive lineman who's only 250 pounds, it's like, well, yeah, you're never going to get too far if you're a 250-pound lineman now. Not in the NFL, today. Not in today's right? world. They're 300 plus. So for me, I was a 225-pound linebacker. I want to play fullback. I had to get up to 250. So it was a, it, you know, I was a big boy. When I wanted to transition and kind of say, hey, let's put together a workout that's kind of the best of both of these worlds where mm-hmm. let's train speed and power and then let's train strength and then let's train some of the aesthetic side of things where I think you can kind of batch these these um, these modalities together sure. to overall create that athletic physique. And that's really what it came down to. Yeah. So then I was able to still be able to move, still be able to um, have the speed and power, have that strength of an athlete, but then also look like some of the more refined athletes, you know? And, yeah. and that's really what what the concept came yeah. down to, yeah. Like looking like the, the Brad Pitt and Troy or the like the Chris, exactly. Chris Hemsworth. Well, even, the, gosh, he got, he got big for Thor, but yeah. still had an athletic exactly. lo- look to him, you know, even uh-huh. though he was fairly muscular, but... They not not so like like The Rock exactly or or, or like Arnold in his heyday and exactly. Predator or something where it's just like it seems like unattainable you know it's exactly just like, I mean gosh like if you put on a, a on a on a a thong right now you could go on stage and like uh-huh. win a bodybuilding show uh-huh. like not necessarily you know going for that hundred percent yeah and that's yeah and so obviously and we it, I didn't even have it in my notes to even discuss it but nutrition such a huge Part of this, yes. you know, huge. I mean, it's to not even mention it. I think would be a disservice because people get fit and and, and get unfit uh-huh. because of their their dietary, you know, uh, lack, right? You know, lack of of uh, focus. So, what what did you do? Uh-huh. Because I think it's worth noting. Like, what did you do to really like? combine that with your the training approach yeah so for me I, that and that's the other thing is when i believe you're training like an athlete and you're trying to get the results of athlete you need to feel your body properly so it's not about going on some kind of crazy crash diet or anything like right. that i believe it's it's taking where your baseline is at right now basing it off of where you eat um and being able to you know base it off of calories i'm a, I'm a big proponent of you know fits your macros. Okay. So hitting a certain macros and, and just having what I call performance macros. I think performance macros are, are going to be a macronutrient ratio that's going to support you in your training for, as an athlete. Right. Um, and, and really what that is, is to me, I just believe in dialing in over time. I don't, you know, it took me a while to yeah. get to where I was at, but yeah. here's the thing. It was so sustainable. I could get to that point of where I had the nice physique with the six-pack abs and stuff like that, and I wouldn't lose it. I wouldn't gain – it wasn't a crash diet to get to that point. You know, It was an evolution. So it was determining my baseline of uh, caloric intake over, like, say, seven days. Mm -hmm. It was taking that average, eating at that average, but now fitting it into performance macros where, you know, it's it's 0.8 to 1 uh, uh, gram of protein per body weight. 
It's uh, it's a uh, point. Forgive me, you put me on the spot. It's a uh, it's um point five to point seven five in fat, and then the rest being in carbohydrates. Yeah. So kind of or point three to point five in fat. So it's just kind of one of these these ratios where you just kind of want to find where you're at and tailor it towards that. So if I want to gain weight, I do the exact same method. Yeah. I basically find my seven days, my baseline, and I'll increase my calories over time. You know, I kind of believe in that slow method. I had a coach for a very long time. I can't take all the credit for this. Is um, Dr. Trevor Cash? He's amazing. Um, he's he's big time in the industry now, and he's he's done some amazing work. I worked with him and his a gentleman who was one of his coaches as well, named Jonathan Montgomery. Um, so they were really good coaches in being yeah. able to teach me this because before that it was very like slam my calories down eat yeah. no carbs you know or, or extreme or extremes not sustainable right this was very sustainable allowed me to be able to train even if i wanted to cut it's just a matter of okay let me go ahead and start lowering my carbohydrates now lowering my fats just a little bit and then being able to you know see the changes with every week because i'm so regulated you know what i mean and and really when i was able to kind of focus in on that that's yeah. when i was able to see huge changes with my physique yeah and it it wasn't like a a, a 90 day thing this was like a it was over months and months and months correct and then you're able to keep it exactly because i think for the last year plus i've seen you maybe even two years now you've pretty much been about where you are now, yeah right? i've been about this since since actually since after football i was began the journey Okay. I made huge changes, yeah. huge cuts, and then probably around the past two and a half years. Okay. But here's the thing. I'm in a position now where either, A, I'm walking around with the physique I want to be you know, in, whether it be summer or something like that, and I'm right. on a six-pack, or because I'm so regulated on my baseline, it only takes me less than 60 days, 90 days to be able to get to where I want to yeah, go. That's right. You know what I mean? So that's I can right. enjoy right now. I'm enjoying right. food. You know what I mean? Right. I'm enjoying whatever I want. It's, yeah. it's I'm, I'm eating a little bit more. But I can hop back on it just yeah. like that, and yeah. it's and it's kind of and it's comfortable. And, it's comfortable, and you're yeah. Not, and your cravings and stuff are met. I'm not. And you're not I'm not faced with yeah. all that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where I can't have this or yeah. can't. You know. Yeah, that's good. When I'm dialed in, obviously you experience that. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's just more or less. Hey, I'm eating to be able to to fuel myself. Right now, I'm actually eating a little bit more intuitive, where I'm just listening. When I'm hungry, I eat. Yeah. When I'm when I'm not, yeah, I've, heard, to get good I, I've been listening to my stomach growl. I can't, <laughs> can't wait to go to lunch. <laughs> I had I had like a power smoothie and like a strip of bacon this morning, and it was, yeah. it's not cutting it right now. My stomach's. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, so, so tell us more about athlete built uh-huh. and. And if if I'm not mistaken, there's like the three phases, right, right. of athlete built, yep. which is basically what's your goal, right? And and then you, well, I'll let you, I'll let you start there, and then maybe I'll have another question. Yeah. So I started off last year, and I knew there was predominantly three guys that I'm dealing with, and you know I wanted them to to have the athletic physique, but I also think about this: I have a lot of athletes. Who I know come to me for like a physique, you know, they want the aesthetics, but they also want to be an athlete. So I had to keep in mind that these guys had to be able to still train for their sport. You know, I'm still, I right. still wanted to be competent in what I'm delivering. Every right. single program, I like, it's funny how the online thing is, is because it's so saturated now. Yeah. And so many guys are just throwing out programs left and right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the guys who come into my fold are still surprised because. They get a message from me if they want a refund, or they get a message from me if they say it doesn't work. I'm 
100% behind everything I create, you know what I mean? And it's just one of those things where I think people have lost that value in, in what sure, it is. Absolutely. I, 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 I'll, I even get engaged sometimes in comments and I'll tell, I'll invite them. If you say it doesn't work, I invite you. I'll train you for free for the next three months if you just got to put yourself up here. And I'll spend the time because I'm that I'm that confident yeah. in what I'm delivering. That's right. I didn't just think of this, write it on paper, and send it out and get it, get you know ask you uh-huh. to buy it. I went through it myself. My athletes have went through it, or some athletes I've worked yeah. with have went through it. Somebody's went through it. I've tested it out. It's true, and now you're able to deliver it and say I'm able to deliver it to you guys. Right. So a lot of guys don't realize that. But anyway, with those three, what I notice is I get a lot of guys who wanted those. There's three different things. One. They wanted a little bit more performance. They wanted their, their, you know, to focus on the athletic side of things. Yeah. So they want the physique, but they need to focus a little bit more on performance. Then I have the athlete who wants to be an athlete, but he also wants to bulk up. And that's, for, I'm sorry, the first one is Excel, athlete build Excel. Second one is athlete build brick. That's the one who wants to gain, you know, the muscle. Yeah. And I believe there's a particular type of way to train for that. And then the third is athlete built sculpt which I believe is is the athlete who wants to really lean down, get that really really focus on the physique while maintaining the athleticism. Gotcha. So that's kind of the cutting program, sure. if you will. Gotcha. And then the year that had such a success that worked with you know, I, I it was it was so awesome to be able to I never got into the world of you know, my testimonials came in, hey my bench increase, my squat increase, my vertical jump increase, right. my speed I got faster. Now I got into the world of guys sending me before and afters, After, even yeah. girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I dropped 40 pounds and now yeah. I have abs. It's yeah. like, wow, this is pretty cool. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. While maintaining. Stuff, yeah. So I loved hearing these, these transformations where they got bigger, stronger, faster, and they were able to change their physique. And that was kind of the cool element because let's face it, a lot of these high school athletes are motivated by that. You know, a lot of people are, and I shouldn't even just say high school. I should say a lot of guys yeah, are starting. Yeah. You know, I got a lot of middle-aged men who are like, yo, now I'm feeling better than I ever have. I can play with my kids, and I'm looking great. And yeah. I got a photo shoot there you go. Next, exactly. next week, exactly. so I have Instagram pics for the next year. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, in the world of uh, social media. Exactly. Yeah. And so then that was such a big hit, and I think it was just one of those that was that did so well, yeah. you know, that um, the next year I wanted to follow up with that and i was like well i'm getting guys who are who are asking me questions obviously stem from that and i wanted to fill the need that seemed to be there the the demand which was hey i want to gain weight but i want to gain kind of lean mass and i want to get stronger and i want to be more athletic so it's kind of all of these combined yes and that's when I came out with Athlete Built Savage, which is probably the more advanced program. Got you. Uh, to, 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 so a lot of those guys that came out of one of those three, mm-hmm. what's the next step? And uh, that's when I came out with that. And that was a really tough program. And that was where like, I put our team through it at, at Strength Camp. Yeah. And just each guy was able to get their own individual results. But for the most part, it was gaining lean mass, yeah. gaining strength, and being athletic. So it was, it yeah. was pretty cool to see those results oh, as well. That's awesome. Yeah, I love it. So where so g- give us uh, so a little bit more information about where, they, where people listening can find some of this uh, stuff. Give me some links. Or- yeah, so you guys can check out my website, which is overtimeathletes.com. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. 
And, you know, if you, if you know, I believe in a big proponent of transparency. So, you know, I, you, you if you want to see what I actually do, I pretty much broadcast it all over YouTube. Yeah, yep. So it's youtube.com slash overtime athletes. Yep. And uh, I think that's one of the best things is you can actually see. And I, I pretty much give away what I do in all my stuff. Yeah. But um, if you want to go deeper with me, obviously, they can check out the programs on yeah. the website. Yeah. And Chris, like Chris you're, he has a, an awesome YouTube channel, terrific videos. Uh, showcasing a lot of the, the athletes and stuff, not not just other coaches, but some of the athletes that you've worked right. with, right, in uh-huh. your videos yeah. and stuff. So, uh-huh. and you can see see you doing your speed training and your power training and all this stuff, yes. and like get to see your how skilled you are with that stuff. Because uh, I've seen you move before. I, I I think I remember I saw you just doing like I think it was outside at the. The, the old strength camp, not the old, old, not the first one, but the, the one that, that I went yep. to, the second one. And you were in that back parking lot area, and I think you were doing some type of, like, bounding thing. And I was like, wow, that guy <laughs> leaps like a gazelle. You jumped up and, and like, ten, and went, moved, went, like, 10 feet. I'm like, gee whiz, man, he's like a springs in his shoes. Yeah. So I was like, man, that, that, he's the real deal. So yeah, that's awesome. You, you gotta you got to walk the talk, right? You have you to, know? And I think that's what a cool bridge is with me as a coach. Me growing up, I was always one of those where if I was getting coached by somebody, I yeah. felt like they had to be that person. You know, so I think that's one thing that's that's pretty cool is not only was am I a coach now, yeah. but I was an athlete and I could actually, yeah. you know, I, I didn't really naturally, I don't want to say I naturally had that. I had to work for that. You know what I mean? So I, there's a process I learned through experience, through yeah. training, all of that. And yeah. all I'm trying to do is just put it out there. Because I read, like we talked about, the way I prepared for football was reading Muscle and fitness magazines. I know, and that man. was, you know, different world. Three sets of 10 bicep curls. And That's I thought, it. oh, wow, now I'm going to run yeah. faster. You That's know what it. I mean? But so my thing was, was now that we have the opportunity with all this technology and all these platforms to be able to share, my biggest thing is, hey, this is 20 years of, of accumulating, you know, experience and trials and errors and stuff like that. So I'm just trying to give it back to the athletes. And for followers on Instagram, what's your handle? At Overtime Athletes. At, so basically just type Overtime yeah. Athletes into any Anything. platform and yep. you, you'll find Chris yep. and his there stuff. So it's amazing. Thank you so much. I, I love Thanks the content. Me. love Thank the information. You. Uh, you're the best guy to bring in to be able to talk about speed, power, training like an athlete. So it's, it's been awesome having you, man. Absolutely. Thank you so Love much. I it appreciate again. it. All right, let's Absolutely. go eat. What do you say? Let's go. And thanks for listening to the Strong by Design podcast here with Chris Barnard at Overtime Athletes. It's been amazing. And we'll talk to you in the next show. Hey, if you want the free Core Killers report, then just text CORE to 345-345. That's CORE, C-O-R-E, to 345-345. And you'll get a text from me asking for your email. And then you'll get the free report sent to your email inbox. And if you're not in the U.S. or Canada, then you can grab the free report at criticalbench.com forward slash core killers. Thank you for listening. And stay strong by design.